Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Zen Up, a podcast produced by Sunbury Press's Book Speak Network, and you are on episode 14. I am your host, Susan Kiskis. In this show, we bring two worlds together wellness and spirituality. From yoga to Buddhism, healthy eating to turning dreams into reality, listeners will find themselves on a journey into their own virtual spiritual pilgrimage. If you want to continue the conversation after the show, visit my Facebook page, Yogic Living with Susan, or sign up for my weekly newsletter at susankisskiss.com. My guest today is Anne-Marie Heckert. Anne-Marie is a spiritual counselor, she is a naturally gifted medium of angels and spirits. Anne-Marie, welcome to Zen Up, and thank you for being here again. This is your uh, third time joining the show. Good morning. Hi, Susan. Yes, thank you so much for having me back. It's my pleasure. Thank you. And for those listening today, we're going to offer once again an opportunity to call in to ask questions, and the call-in number is um, country code one six four six. Seven one six nine one one six. That is six four six seven one six nine one one six. So we had you. I think we started this journey um, back in the spring, if I'm not mistaken. And then you were with us again um, before. I think it was towards the end of the summer, beginning of fall. And it was such a wonderful episode that we decided let's do this again before the holidays. Yes. Yes, yes, thank you so much, Susan. It's been a lot of fun. I've had a lot of um, very positive feedback from um, lots of clients from all over. So it's been a wonderful experience. Thank you. Thank you. And this time of year is really hard. I know that, you know, um, for even just my day-to-day environment, um, there's been people who've lost some family members and friends recently. Uh, and also for those who have lost loved ones in the past, Um, The holidays seem to be particularly difficult time of year just because of having those family traditions um, and the memories that are associated with it. There's such an emotional connotation. So I I really appreciate you being here um, for people who also need that closure um, or to have that support during the holidays. So thank you so much. Yes, you're welcome, Susan. No problem. In in my experience, having worked with so many clients, um, there's always an uptick in my schedule in advance of the holidays. You know, everybody's really wanting to connect with their family in heaven or seek that guidance from their guardian angels. So it's really, really special. And there's also so many wonderful stories um, with regards to um, our family members in heaven and the little um, idiosyncrasies that they had while they were here on the earth um, <laughs> over the holidays. You know, there was always, you know, the, the grandmother that wanted to make sure that the right um, pattern of China was used and the, you know, the correct <laughs> crystal or, you know, the, the uncle that was always a little, always had a little bit too much to drink, you know, <laughs> or something like that. So um, the stories are always really wonderful for me to witness, and it's always my privilege to be that translator between heaven and earth. So it's great. So for those of you that are listening for maybe the first time to, um, uh, to this opportunity to, uh, to hear Anne-Marie, um, Anne-Marie, would you describe a little bit about um, who you are, what you do, what your process is? Sure. So um, I am a medium of both angels and the deceased, and I um, have the ability to see angels um, just as I do um, human beings, regular people, and um, as well as the deceased. And in my, um, in my sessions, or actually just really in my everyday life, um, I work with the angels as well as the deceased to convey messages um, from them to, um, to really everyone, to clients all over. And um, there's lots of different methods um, to bring forth those gifts, but um, I always like to very uh, happily refer to them as the clairs. There's clairvoyance, um, which I use with my physical eyes, um, clair clear audience, which is clear hearing, clear smelling, which is clear aliens, 
um, clear cognizance, which is clear knowing, and clear sentience, which is clear feeling. And um, they're wonderful tools that I use to um, to bring forth the messages. And um, um, they're really kind of amazing, that's for sure. I'm always um, very humbled by the information that I am given and also um, never, ever, ever um, am I, <laughs> will I ever master it, that's for sure. I'm always a student to what the angels in our family in heaven have to say. There's so much to learn. So diving into just a little bit of angel fun, in our culture, yes. angels are very dominant um, figures during the holidays, right? So people yes. have angels on top of their Christmas tree, and there's, yes. you know, songs about angels. And I'm just curious, from a medium perspective, do you find that the angels are more active during this time of year, just because they're almost being called upon? Well, I don't think that they're necessarily any more active on December 25th than they would be maybe on July 1st, Susan. <laughs> but really, more than anything, that they're they're just more recognized and celebrated. And it is a wonderful um, tradition across many different religious um, faiths and backgrounds. And, um, you know, the angels uh, have have um, been present in the commoner's life as well as, you know, great um, politicians and kings and queens have had amazing interactions with angels. So the stories are very um, normal. They're normalized. And it is at times a little less scary for us to think that we're working with a guardian angel or angels rather than a deceased family member um, in that Angels are always full of love and always full of light, and they are really beautiful, amazing beings of light that are here with us on this earth and to guide us, and um, who doesn't need a little bit of that every once in a while, you know? (laughs) Absolutely. So do you have any favorite holiday stories that you can share, um, whether it is um, an angel coming through or a message that you received for someone around the holidays? Um, You know, Susan, I have, um, let me think about that. My goodness. Um, All of the stories are good. All of of them are really, really great. And there's never any story that's not, um, uh, you know, that's a bad story when we're talking about the angels. But there's been um, there's been some amazing stories around, um, you know, making sure that family members are brought home um, safely. There's been amazing stories about um, babies arriving right on time, which I always say, whether they're late or whether they're early, they're still right on time. Um, and having the angels really kind of delivered them um, personally. Um, You know, uh, and speaking of um, arrivals right on time, I know for myself personally, um, my son was was about two weeks late um, before his arrival, and he'll probably really be frustrated with me that I'm sharing this story publicly, <laughs> but and that he's 13 and a half now. So, but uh, he was two weeks late um, in his arrival, and um, when he was born, um, he was jaundiced, and um, in advance of going into labor and delivery, um, my guardian angel had said to me, you know, he's my very firstborn. My guardian angel had said to me, Anne Marie. If you feel as though, or if you get into trouble, then pray to the Virgin Mary and she will help you. And so I thought, okay, what's this about? You know, what are are you guys setting me up here for? (laughs) You know, in other other words, they knew well before I did that there was going to be a little bit of chaos. So, in fact, when he was jaundiced, the the nurse came in and she said, Anne-Marie, we're going to have to let you go home. We're going to have to let you leave the hospital um, and we'll have to keep your baby here um, because the baby is not uh, not yet ready to go. And I said, no way. I'm not leaving this hospital without my baby. And so I sat in my recovery room and I prayed. And I prayed to the Virgin Mary and I prayed to my guardian angels that, in fact, um, he would pass 
this this last test and that he would be released and that we would all be able to go home happy and healthy. And I really, um, I really didn't take any interruptions. You know, anybody that came into the recovery room, I said, you know, scoot, get out of here. <laughs> I have some <laughs> prayers to, I have some prayers to, to offer. And in fact, um, it was really amazing, Susan, really, truly amazing because unbeknownst to the nursing staff, you know, that I was in prayer, um, the nurse did, in fact, come in several hours later, and the first thing she said was, your prayers have been answered, she said. I don't know how it happened. It is a miracle. He is. He has measured under the threshold of jaundice, and he is allowed to go home. She said, you know, I've never seen anything like it. So we uh, very happily took him home, and the rest was history. Now he's, you know, nearly six feet tall and 100 and <laughs> 75 pounds so he's good to go that is such a beautiful story thank you thank you and there's been lots of stories like that personally for me where um, the angels have given me just enough information that or or educated me enough to know that I had the choice to call upon them in that moment when I was really scared. I was a brand new mother and um, I did not have any immediate family nearby. So I was really kind of winging it, which is not unlike me personally, but, you know, really kind of making it happen independently. And as I was, as I was listening to the angels, I knew well enough then that I'd better really kind of keep that, that idea to pray to the Virgin Mother and to pray to them um, if need be. And I'm so glad that I did. I really feel as though that that made all the difference. If you have any, um, not maybe even just questions for Amber, if you have any stories that you want to share where you felt a presence who was there for you, please feel free to call into 646 646- Seven one six nine one one six. And Amory, we do have someone on hold. Are you ready to take a call? Oh, wonderful! Oh, always. Yes, thank you. Wonderful. Hi, who are we talking with? Hi, this is Kristen. Hi, Kristen. How are you today? I'm doing well. I know both of you. I'm calling from Virginia. Uh, my Good last morning. name is Hi, Kristen. My last name is Martin, and. Oh, uh, hi, Kristen. <laughs> hi. Good morning. Hi. Good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I actually didn't want to take up anyone's time that doesn't know you, um, but I, but oh, I've been heaven. listening. So, and now Thank it's on you delay, so, much. <laughs> so I have to turn my radio down. Well, so. thank you so much, Kristen, for calling in. It's great to hear your voice, and I hope you're doing well. And. I am doing well. Um, that's so good, and you're loving Virginia, and that's fantastic. And, um, well, what, what do you have a, a story or a question for me this morning, Kristen? My question, um, I think, is relative to your story about your son or people that might be listening that have children and how if we feel there's angels and have had those experiences, how we can ensure that our children are being watched and taken care of. Maybe other people want to have that answered also. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yes, of course. Well, yeah, you know, um, my children are always consistently my number one priority, and I know that um, everybody feels that way um, around about their children in so many ways. And, I I do, in fact, um, pray for my children every day, and I see their angels around them. In fact, I was just telling some friends last night that um, they were asking me about my children, and they said, "And Marie, you know, do you do you read your children?" And or and I said, "You know, I it's funny. I see the the angels with my children all the time, but I don't really read my children because they're my children. I I feel like I know them like my angels know them, you know. But they're yeah, you can." by all means um in in ask guardian angels to encircle your children um with love and with light and that they too will um be available to your children when mothers or parents um are not available to them and um sometimes Kristen in my work 
I've had, for example, I can share a story with this um, in that um, I was working with a beautiful family who was moving through addictions with their son. And their son had gone through um, a terrible heroin addiction and had, um, because of the addiction, um, really ended in, uh, not ended, but uh, I spent some time in jail. And I was working with a mother who was so distraught around the circumstances surrounding her son's health, her son's well-being, and his and her son's safety, even while he was incarcerated. And so with her guardian angels, I was able to access um, clairvoyantly what he was working on while he was incarcerated. So I was able to, it's a technique called remote view. And with remote viewing, I can actively see kind of like real time what um, the other person is doing. And even if the other person is unaware that I'm doing that. So it's kind of wild if you think <laughs> about it. But I had the mother's permission to access her son. And, and through the guardian angels and through clairvoyance, we were able to do that. And it was truly amazing. And that I saw that he was really working on, uh, you know, quite honestly, he was working on reading a lot of books. And as simple as it was, it brought great comfort to the mother during that time. And she um, she was able to confirm with him. She said, you know, are you are you reading? And, and he wrote back and said, yeah, Mom, you know, that's all I'm doing is reading. You know, what else is there to do right now is read. So it brought her great comfort. But my point is, is that, even when we don't have physical access to our children, let's say, for example, it's not necessarily a time of hardship or transition, but let's say our, our family is maybe our children are stationed overseas, then we still can pray to their guardian angels to make sure that they are encircled in white light and encircled in safety. And that in and of itself is just such a, invaluable extension of love that um, and, and every single time that that has um, been offered to any one of my clients, it's just been really profound, very um, wonderful, um, resounding comfort for that, for those families. So it's really, really helpful. And I think yes. um, when um, children are away, they're adults and um, they also, in my case, just over Thanksgiving, said they needed to be more independent, that took my value of being their mother sort of away. If that, that sounds yes. like my ego yes. got in the way. And I thought, well, then I have no value anymore. But what you well, sort of responded in, it's just I need to change. In other words, I can do more with prayer that I can't do yes, physically Kristen. anymore. Okay. Yes, oh, and I can totally course. understand that, and, Kristen, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. Having had a, yeah. have a daughter in college, I understand that that yeah. that feeling. Yeah. So, and yes, and Kristen. that's a um, you know me. Both of you know me well enough yes. to know I could get choked choked up over anything. So, um, yeah, I don't want to take up too much time on the line, but I just wanted to send you both some love. So, oh, Aww. Kristen, thank you so much. It's <laughs> great to hear so your much. voice, and sending you love right back to you, and Kristen. You know, the word that I'm hearing here, I have, um, actually, I have a family member that is here for you. And now, Kristen, your um, father has crossed over, correct? Yes. He is here on my right, and he is coming forward very um, mindful. He's not, you know, he's not slamming into the room like, you know, Kramer from Seinfeld. You know, he's just, he's stepping forward with a, a mindfulness and, and uh, uh, an astuteness, and he's very, very kind and very, very patient, and he's just offering you um, that as a mother. He's offering you patience and um, kindness, and um, he's asking you to take a big, deep breath, and <laughs> he's also asking you, now he's showing me that, what have you got in your hands? Um, Kristen, have you been working with your mala beads, your prayer beads? No. no. Um, right, now I have, right now I have a pen in my hand because I'm taking notes. 
Yes, yeah, yeah. He's okay, but he's showing me these are prayer beads. So he's got, no, I am seeing these. I'm looking to make sure that if they're rosary or mala beads, but he's showing me that these are really more mala beads. So I would encourage you to really take some prayer time. And as this is what he's showing me, so I'm just repeating what he's showing me. Take some prayer time and um, focus on that for a little while. Okay. Okay. I really That's appreciate That's really great. It. Yeah, My really pleasure, good. absolutely. Patience and kindness, yes. Okay. I love you. <laughs> Can both. we all use a little bit of that? <laughs> yeah. I love you too, Kristen. Take love care. You too. Thank Merry you. Christmas to you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank Happy you. New Year. Okay. Bye. Bye. You know, one of the things Susan, I love. Do I, yes. Yes, I love about this time of year is that. Um, Again, you know, predominant in our culture, just like there's different holidays in other cultures, just that it is such a time of, um, for lack of a better term, indulging in prayer. Because I think that a lot of times yeah. in our day-to-day life, we always say we don't have time for it. But this time of year, we can feel something is uh, calling us and we allow ourselves to be into in that space. And um, asking for guidance and offering our suffering and uh, appreciating having that gratitude for everything we have in our lives. So I love, you know, I love all the, you know, the story with your son about using prayer um, at that time in your life to ask for, for help, um, you know, having okay. you relay to Kristen, you know, that her father is saying that, you know, now is a, a time for prayer because maybe there's something about the, the guidance in this next transition in her life, you know, with, with her child. Um, and prayer can be such a strong, strong thing. You know, it is um, in many ways, whether you believe in, you know, angels or not, you are calling upon your thought to become manifest. And there's that like bringing, you know, a thought into action. And sometimes okay. there is a very just direct psychological correlation for people. So for those of you that are listening, that maybe it's a little too much for you to, you know, at this point in your, your path to see that there is you know, a being that you can't see that's, you know, uh, working for you is to even think about just on the most basic sense of even psychology is that once you think about something enough and long enough and hard enough um, that you will start to make that happen because your desires become so great, you know, and, um, but I, I, I absolutely love the fact that you are, you know, just, there's a lot of talk about prayer in here. Um, you know, it was interesting yes, for me in my, 20s because I and I, I just I'm curious if you've experienced anyone else like this I remember my 20s going oh, nobody's out there for me I'm getting nothing <laughs> you know as intuitive I was getting messages for myself and I would have other people who are intuitive I'm like do you get anything for me they're like no nada so have uh-huh. you experienced that where people just feel like really um, maybe there's people out there right now who feel really alone maybe they've used prayer or you know they've gone to mediums and they just they don't feel like they're getting anything back is that is that something that we're just blocking for some reason? Maybe we're not really ready to accept that help? Yeah. And, and well, first and foremost with that, Susan, um, we are, and this is a matter of fact, and as difficult as it is to really fully embrace at times, it is a matter of fact that we are never alone this lifetime. We are always surrounded by at least um, one guardian angel, and that guardian angel is never going to leave our side. Um, and it is really just our um, just our limiting thought systems that allow us to um, dismiss or reject um, the idea or the fact in my in you know in my life that the angels are with us. So even though while we feel alone at times. That is very much our human self. We are flesh and bones. And um, that's part of the gift of this life is to experience um, the hollowness of loneliness at times and the depths of grief and the, 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 you know, the madness of sadness. And it is very, very difficult to move through depression and loneliness, um, especially over the holidays. Um, because we're missing our family members. And also, uh, and as I've seen this with my clients, because oftentimes there can be a lot of comparing. And, you know, this person has the bigger Christmas tree. This person has the, um, the you know, the better gifts. You know, there's a lot of commercialized I, um, 
ideas around what what it means to have a happy holiday. And mm-hmm. it's just really, um, it's for us to choose both our connection with the guardian angels as well as what makes a happy holiday. And I think that you're correct when you say that um, we at times um, have difficulty connecting with our family members and our guardian angels, but just because it's difficult to connect with them does not mean that they're not there. Um, in fact, it's quite the opposite. Usually in our greatest times of grief and our greatest times of sadness, that's when we're really surrounded by everyone at home in heaven and our guardian angels because they know that we're moving through a very, very difficult time. That's so beautiful. And like, do you feel that the, the ego plays part of that, whether it's the, I don't um, want to acknowledge and therefore I'm blocking, or is it even like a feeling of not feeling worthy enough, you know, that I'm not worthy enough to have someone who's here for me. So I'm going to therefore not, uh, not feel, you know, the presence of love around me. Well, the, there's there there's there's several questions in one there Susan and it is my belief that we and and through my experiences it is my understanding that we are all divine sparks of god all of us are divine sparks of god and why wouldn't we be protected by um guardian angels and deceased souls you know deceased family members well we're here at this amazing earth school because we are, we are, you know, quite essentially God. We are all, and, you know, this gets very esoteric very quickly here. So <laughs> don't misunderstand me in that we're not, you know, we are divine sparks of God. And as such, um, it is for us to create and manifest the world around us as we see, as we see and feel. So, with regards to your question around ego, ego belongs to the flesh and blood. Ego belongs to our human self. And it is really just that dichotomy of having this divine self and this fallible self working together. And when we begin to understand, now this gets, you know, this is very heavy, uh, uh, hopefully we're all hopefully we're all drinking espresso this morning. Okay, <laughs> and that um, when we begin to really pull back and look with big scope spiritual eyes, and we begin to understand that there is no separation from our flesh and bone, fallible ego self, our divine self that's when we're really starting to have what I might understand or for lack of a better term as self-mastery, which is kind of a contradiction in and of itself because we're always learning and we're always trying to understand and we're always trying to really, really digest that scope. But understanding that the ego actually has a role in the in the expansion of the spirit so it's not a bad thing it is actually there as a tool to really fan the flames of our of our own divinity okay so of our own divinity how about that right you know imagine ourselves as divine beings you know our souls i always say this and it's still I, you know, every day I, I wake up in my bed and I put my human feet on the floor and I think, wow, you know, this is really great, but I'm infinite. This is just so temporary. And everything that we're experiencing through the lens of the, of the physical body is so temporary. And the grand expansion of the infinite soul, like imagine that. What a gift it is to celebrate Christmas with or the holidays in general with our our families and have them in their human form um come and celebrate this tradition with us while we're here on this earth and it's 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 really truly amazing and it's really truly a miracle but it's all part of it's all part of the uh, of 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 god it's all part of god <laughs> 
Yeah, their new curly baba was my guru. He, I, the quote that um, people would refer to him saying was "Sub Ishvar Hey, it's all God, right? No matter what." Yeah. No oh, really? Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And That's uh, I great. love. It. I didn't know that. And who was that? Neem Curly Baba. Who said that? Uh, he was a um, a holy man in India. He passed away in the 70s, and mm-hmm. uh, he so he kind of traveled around more like northern India. But he was that was one thing mm-hmm. he was known for. Sub Ishvar Hey, and um, yeah, and so I I love what you're talking about too because I think that a lot of times you know we're trying to really frame and understand and um, our own place in the universe. And we're always at yeah. these different steps. And the goal is always, as you're saying, is to realize that everything is divine. Um, and that includes us, yeah. you know, and uh, for those of you listening, Anne-Marie is also, um, she's also a certified yoga teacher. And so I know that you can appreciate this too, because Anne-Marie, like in um, the Bhagavad Gita, when it talks about the different, you know, yes. the different paths of yoga, there is, you know, bhakti yoga and karma yoga and jnana yes. yoga, and it's ways to see God. And so if you're a karma yogi, you are, you know, you're volunteering, you're serving, and every single person that you serve is God, you know? And so you, that's, that's right. the way you live your life is that, you know, if I'm serving at a soup kitchen, every person that comes to the soup kitchen, I am serving God that plate of, of food. And if you're working Absolutely. in an animal shelter, you know, all the people around you and the animals, they're all part of that, that divinity, and, um, yeah. and so you're able to see God in everything. And once you do that, how do you not see God in yourself then? Because well, someone else possible. It's still possible, Susan. It really is. And yeah, it really is. And, you know, that is the nature of, that is why the discipline of, of yoga, you know, even when you don't feel like on the mat, so to speak, or even when you don't feel like, you are, um, you know, surrounded by your guardian angels or that you're um, a divine spark of God, that's part of the discipline of prayer and the discipline of yoga, you know, and, and you know as well as I do that, that you know, yoga is oftentimes prayer. So, mm-hmm. you know, it is, it, and not everyone still gets it and they don't have to. And this kind of goes back to one of your initial questions in that, there's no wrong time. There's mm-hmm. no right time. There is, there is, it is all the chronology of, of, under, of coming to a sense of self-mastery is really kind of baloney. And <laughs> it, it, doesn't, it really doesn't matter in mm-hmm. that if, if someone, let's say, if someone is still very elementary in their understanding of the universe and their own divinity, that's okay. Because mm-hmm. they're going to align with their own teachers and they're going to be given their choices by their guardian angels and even by their family in heaven to take the path toward love and take the path toward light. Mm-hmm. And as they continue to take the path toward love and toward light, it is in my experience that they will suffer less. Mm-hmm. And should they continue to reject or dismiss any part of really understanding the life a life through you know uh, the lens of of a, an expanded perspective then they will continue to take the lessons on and i'm saying that you know with my with big eyes susan you know like you're going to continue to take the lessons on like still have the choice and i say choice so so strongly here because we don't want to suffer but sometimes when we make choices based out of fear rather than love, we really end up taking the choice that, that really accesses suffering. Mm-hmm. So even when we have all of the right ingredients, the right friends, the right um, environment, the right surroundings that are all you know, around us, we can still be internally conflicted. And, and like I said, that's still okay too. Um, but the trick is just to keep going and just to keep doing your very best every day with sincerity and earnestness that you're, you know, we, we don't all have this figured out. In fact, I haven't met anybody that's got it all figured out. And <laughs> the, yeah. And, and I think that the more honest we can all be in understanding that 
nobody has all of this figured out. We're all working toward, as I'm, you know, calling it self-mastery. Then that lends an air of authenticity and an air of appreciation. Like, oh, yeah, I see you over there, and I see that you're working toward this. Let me help you. Um, you know, there's no wrong time. There's no right time to, to really step into self-discovery. So I think it's I all you God, before. Susan. It is. It's all God. <laughs> it's all God. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like, you know, sometimes in our past, you know, we do have these moments that, you know, hindsight is 2020, right? And in that moment, like you said, yes. sometimes we might take on suffering just because we're not ready to, to allow ourselves to be in that light and, and happiness, which is open and available to us. But I, you know, I think I've mentioned to you before how sometimes I feel like my um, guardian angels face palm themselves, you know, with me. <laughs> yes. know? Oh, yeah. I, That's I, my favorite meme. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the face palming angel. Yeah. And, um, and so you'll think, you know, I think to myself, okay, so I, I could have done this an easier way. It was probably so obvious and apparent if I was able to step back from it. But at that time, yeah. I needed to do it the more complicated way to really understand, yeah. um, you know, something for myself that it was not quite clicking. And those easier, you know, ways that they were being offered and open to me just just weren't clicking. And so I needed to take the more complicated, harder route to finally learn that lesson. And I think, you know, that's one yeah. of the things, too, that's so dynamic um, with you know, with our working with our angels and our family and our spirit guides is that, you know, we live in a culture of, we want everything quick and easy and fast, right? So we just, we want it to be like McDonald's drive-through, but our life and our spirit, you know, our spiritual part of ourselves is not a McDonald's drive-through and there's always work to be done. Um, and, you know, things will come yeah. in its time. We can't dictate the time that things happen. Um, and, Sometimes it's okay to take these longer, harder paths if we need to, you know, to take something that's a little bit more disciplined, maybe has a little bit more, for lack of a better term, fire to it for us to listen. But that doesn't mean we always have to take that path. And sometimes we unconsciously take the, the shorter, quicker path. And sometimes we unconsciously take this yeah. longer path. And I'm wondering if you have anything that you can, any stories that you can share where you felt like your angel was face palming you <laughs> Um, or mm. anything where you we might need remember. another hour Susan <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. Uh, or you know even an example that maybe you've seen or witnessed or you can think about where um, you know in, in any of your readings where you felt like okay well the longer harder path had to be taken here to really truly appreciate yeah. something or any advice from the angels maybe well, that happened yeah sure well um you know, sometimes when we're trying to stay the path, which I think is really kind of what we're really talking about here, when we're really trying to stay the path, we can all get swept up in what our greatest, our greater influences are telling us. You know, we can have mom and we can have dad and we can have sister and we can have brother and we can have our best friends, we can all, they can all kind of tell us what they think we might need to be doing, or here's what I did, those, those kinds of, you know, shared experiences. But what I find that is most effective in staying the path is not necessarily listening so much to our surroundings, but really, really having access to that sacred voice that's within us. Mm. And oftentimes, you know, we've heard that words and actions, they can be deceiving. They can be. People lie. People say one thing and do another thing. People can be very hurtful and very self-centered and very mistrusting. But energy does not lie. Energy is 100% of the time, in my experience, absolutely accurate. And so when we're trying to um, stay the path or really try to be um, honest with ourselves, I find that in my experience with my clients as well as myself personally, that it is best to hear the words and see the actions 
of our family and of our peers, but not necessarily allow those words and actions to overly influence our own decisions and that our own decisions should be most reliant on that divine spark of God that is within all of us. And the better we can listen to that divine spark, then the clearer our path will become. And also that when we're listening to that divine spark and it gets tricky, it gets really muddy sometimes. And so we have to return back to those sacred spaces. You know, maybe it's our yoga mat. Maybe it's our, uh, you know, for me, it's my, my chair in my office in my reading room, you know, where we can really kind of shut out the three-dimensional world and really get centered with our higher selves. And that is when we can really come into our purpose and our understanding of what in the heck all of this means. Mm. And to really move forward in confidence with our decisions and really, you know, stand up for ourselves. Oftentimes we are pummeled with so much external influence that it's difficult to hear our internal voices and, um, you know, we have to stand up for our truth. And the more that we stand up for our truth, the easier it is to express it. So I hope I answered that question, Susan. <laughs> that is so yes. beautiful. Um, Thank you. Amory, for those also that are listening and, you know, we've got um, two weeks right to the holidays, um, what tips can you give people for, um, you know, whether it's communicating with the angels or really helping them get through this time where maybe they've lost loved ones and they're just trying to emotionally make it through the next few weeks because it's, you know, it's really tough. Do you have like some, some suggestions, whether it is, you know, prayer and um, maybe it's, you know, praying, praying to the people that we've lost that we loved? Yeah. Um, You know, I, I always, I, and consistently throughout all of my readings, we this can always be a very hurried season. You know, we've got to get this gift. We've got to get that. We have to have our, you know, things ready. And we're very, very blessed to, in our, you know, North American uh, culture to, to have access to so much um, commercialization of, of these holidays. But at the same time, um what I would recommend to everyone is to really allow themselves to take that time for their sacred spaces where they can really sit in silence. And, you know, you don't have to ask anybody's permission. Um, oftentimes we feel like, okay, we've, we're, we're going to devote um, one hour on Sunday to go to church or to go to mass or Friday evenings to temple, what have you. But um, that alone can always kind of be crowded and, and loud and there's a lot of interference um, between spirit and the angels and what you really need to have in your heart fulfilled. So I really always recommend, as simple as it is, you know, being in touch with God and your angels and your family in heaven is not complicated. It's actually a lot simpler than we make it. I encourage everyone to have a very quiet and very sacred space for me personally, it's my, you know, I go on runs and I don't often um, lately, especially I don't get to run as much as I have in the past, but um, if it's an hour outside, uh, just totally alone, then it is really a sacred hour where I really do get kind of downloads of information that um, I had been seeking throughout the week. So I encourage everyone to create their own sacred space. Um, oftentimes I see sacred spaces as the kitchen table and mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be, you know, a, um, a temple, uh, you know, on top of a, a, a boulder on a, you know, a, you know, on top of a mountain, it can be extremely humble. It can be your cup of coffee or tea first thing in the morning when the house is quiet and it's just you and the dog at the kitchen table, you know, um, that quiet, sacred time is just, it is absolutely the easiest for angels and family members to connect. Thank you for that. That's absolutely beautiful. And I love, I love the yes. kitchen, the kitchen table part of it, because that is that, that the couple moments in the morning, you know, or after work to just 
sit there and like you said, have a cup of tea or coffee and just be in that quiet space. Um, what a way to begin yes. or start to conclude the, the day. That's wonderful. Um, for anyone that's yes, interested in learning good. more about Anne Marie, you can visit her website, A N N E M A R I E H E C K E R T, AnneMarieHeckert.com. And um, Anne Marie also has a list on her website of different services that she offers throughout the year and um, events where you can find Anne Marie. Because aside from doing personal readings, Anne Marie, you actually go around. Um, the East coast and you do gallery readings and group readings as well. So we look forward I do, to Susan. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And I love, I love all of my clients all over um, and a shout out to my Florida family. <laughs> I know they're, they're listening this morning and, and uh, um, I know that uh, my, the, the sunshine state is a very special place for me and that I typically, um, take a, a winter vacation with my children down there and also a visit with as many clients as I possibly can. So it's a lot of fun and uh, we'll get some work done while we're down there. Susan, you know, speaking of asking, you know, the angels uh, for some advice and suggestions over the holidays, I am very happy to announce um, one big thing that's coming up. I, uh, and I've held off until today to really make this announcement but um, so thank you for the platform, Susan. <laughs> but, um, I will be I will be launching um, a YouTube channel next week, and wow. it's going to be so much fun. I can't wait. And my um, my the the YouTube channel will be Anne Marie Heckert, and um, the platform for this channel will be Ask the Angels. And mm-hmm. in that, I'm hoping to have. Um, Listeners from all over, um, tune in and ask the angels, and I'll be able to answer um, questions for them um, from their guardian angels' perspective. So um, it will be a lot of fun, and it's certainly going to be a step, um, uh, you know, a, a step into expanding here for me. I'm <laughs> so we'll, it should be uh, really interesting to see what develops, but I'm really looking forward to it. And um, it's going to be an awesome opportunity for me just to be with the angels even more. Um, and that I feel that that's really my specialty, working with them. And um, it's really where my heart is. And um, uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to be able to offer that to everyone. So tune in to YouTube, um, and I'll be making posts on my, on my Facebook and um, Instagram for everyone for, with more details. Congratulations on that. That's wonderful. Thank you. It should be fun, Susan. Yeah. <laughs> it should be fun. My fingers are crossed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it will be a well, well received. You're Anne Marie, you're just a um, fantastic person to to know you. your ability to communicate with um angels and spirit guides and those who've crossed over is um phenomenal. And uh you bring every all these messages with such compassion and loving kindness. Uh, I really appreciate the opportunity to have you as a guest on the show to watch you continue to grow in what you're offering to, um, to the planet. And um, thank you so much for everything. Come Susan. It's always, you know, it's, uh, it's my pleasure, but it's really where I feel as though it's my, um, you know, it's not really work for me. And um, I, if I really look back at um 2015, 2016, and 2017, it has, um, it just kind of dawned on me that I really spent more time with angels and deceased family members than I did with three-dimensional people. So, <laughs> so I mean, I, I was working so much uh, that um, I really began to become unbalanced in that regard, you know, that I was just spending so much time with um with the angels and deceased family members that I had to I kind of had to recalibrate and understand oh yeah there's more um that I have to do here as a human being as well so um I'm doing my very best to stay balanced with all of that and at the same time um staying in my um continue learning and to continue to um expand which is always tricky for me um, every everything every single step along the way, I say to my angels, "Get out of here! 
<laughs> you don't really want me to do that. You're kidding me. And they say, you know, they kind of stand with their arms folded and they're like, yep, do this. You got to try. You got to do it. And I'm a procrastinator. So I will put things off and, and I will quite frankly, um, I love being a mother so much that I will oftentimes, and who doesn't, what mom doesn't do this from time to time, I will kind of hide behind my children and say, oh, I got to take care of this and I got to take care of that. And, and I realized that, oh, you know, I, I really do need to have um, myself available to a greater audience because quite frankly, and especially over the holidays, I don't really, um, I don't really want anyone to have to go without hearing from their loved ones. If I could, I would um, be a translator for everybody um, because it's so special to be able to connect with your family in heaven and your guardian angels. And just to hear, you know, one or two little things makes all the difference. So I really do get, I really do get it. I really do understand how um, invaluable it is to get those messages through. But um, I am, I am staying in balance. I'm not overworking. (laughs) I promise. (laughs) And uh, at the same time, the angels are, you know, encouraging me to expand. So I think the YouTube channel is going to be a lot of fun. And um, also I hope to have um, greater, greater reach and greater, uh, greater access to even more um, clients. So it'd be a lot of fun. That's wonderful. You're walking your talk. I love that. Thanks, Susan. Yeah, I try. I try. <laughs> I really well, do. Happy, happy holidays, Anne-Marie. Thank you, Susan. You Thank too. You. Thank you. And happy holidays to everyone listening. Um, once again, if you'd like to learn more about Anne-Marie, you can visit her website, annemariehecker.com, and look for her new YouTube channel. Have a wonderful, beautiful day. Thank you.